Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. Hello, Australia. Welcome to News Fighters for today. It's Tuesday, April 30th, 2019. I'm your host, Dylan Bjorn. Now let's get straight to the big TV event last night, the head-to-head battle that over a million Australians tuned in to watch. Television's biggest new competition. Welcome to Lego Masters. Lego Masters. No, 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 not that one. I was talking about... Scott Morrison and Bill Shorten go head-to-head in the first election debate. Yes, the first leaders debate of the 2019 Australian federal election rated 588,000 last night, roughly half of what Lego Masters rated. To be fair, last night Lego Masters basically summed up what Australian political parties do anyway. You are building things to destroy them in amazing ways. To the debate itself, it was produced by Channel 7 in Perth, and from the very beginning it was obvious that it was trying to brand itself as an epic action movie showdown. Yes, the music was reminiscent of the movie Inception, which was an apt metaphor for the entire election campaign. Because like Inception, it goes for far too long, everyone wishes it was over, and it's left everyone questioning whether or not we're living in a horrible dream. The -the over-the-top sound design didn't stop there. The entire debate was punctuated by random, out-of-sync sound effects that sounded like a bad noughties TV game show. As you're watching the leaders debate, every question asked tonight. Well, thank you, Basil, and thank you to all of those who have joined us tonight. You know, 12 years ago, that was 7,000 households. When John Howard introduced a... Well, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Well, I'll tell you, I haven't heard that many random out-of-place sound effects in an election speech since Bob Hawke in 1987. By 1990, no Australian child will be living in poverty. The debate started with a coin toss, which was televised live on national TV across the country. Because, you know, Australia loves gambling. Prime Minister Scott Morrison, as the sitting Prime Minister, it's your call, if you could. Tails. Couple of bounces and tails it is. Yes, and then Shorten turned to ScoMo and said, go again, winner takes all. Anyways, uh, fun fact, online bookie Sportsbet is actually taking odds on what year that coin will become leader of the Liberal Party. It's true, the Liberals really love money. In another sign, the debate was just badly produced by Channel 7. The candidates looked so stilted sitting on these bar stools on a green screen that the moderators interjected to try and get them to interact with each other like they were... Chaperones on a teenage date. And Mr. Shorten, you can speak directly to um, the Prime Minister as well. You guys are sitting oh, next okay. to each other. You, can, <laughs> you don't need to enough. look directly down the no, barrel of the camera. I mean, the whole thing was so awful, 
Rowan Dean on Sky News summed it up like this. It reminded me of those uh, reality TV shows you watch where you watch them because you are so horrified by how ghastly the individuals are. Anyway, straight off the bat, ScoMo started the debate with a white-faced lie. We all agree that Australia is the best country in the world. Meanwhile, Mr Smooth himself, Bill Shorten, kicked things off on a congratulatory note. I must acknowledge that this is the first time ever there's been a debate in Western Australia, a leaders' debate. So congratulations to the West. You scored the first debate. Yes, wow. What a momentous and historic occasion for Western Australia hosting this debate. Let's cross to footage of the crowds gathered in the street to celebrate it. Anyway, ScoMo went on to talk up his party's financial plan for the future. Now, Tell me if this makes any sense to you at all. Who do you trust to ensure that you pay down the debt, not by higher taxes, but by ensuring that Australians and the burden that is on Australians of higher taxes are lifted and so the champion and every single Australian can get out there and do what they need to do each and every day? Okay, wait, what? Let's unpack this. You want to pay down the government's debt how? Not by higher taxes. Okay, wait, so you're going to lower the debt by lowering the government's revenue with tax cuts. Got it. And why again? And so the champion and every single Australian can get out there and what, do what they need to do each and every day. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we all know that Winks the horse couldn't be a champion if she had to pay higher taxes. In fact, I think it was higher taxes that killed Farlap. In summing up the candidate's economic messages, ScoMo was basically having a Halloween party of scares while Shorten was having a pity party about fairness and prices going up. And so there is a clear choice, higher taxes or lower taxes. Everything's going up in Australia except people's wages. I think your money is better off in your hands than it is in the government's hands. Bill thinks it's better off in his. You name it, everything's going up except your wages. Is this a strong economy for who? Who benefits at the moment? Wow, Bill Shorten almost had a decent election campaign soundbite there. Bet we never hear it again. Moving on from the economy to the next topic. And that's the topic of boat arrivals, religion and national security. We all know only too well in recent weeks, immigration returned to the top of the agenda after the Christchurch terror attacks. Yes, good job Channel 7 linking the Christchurch terror attacks with immigration. Victim blaming much? Or are you just suggesting that Australians shouldn't be allowed to immigrate to New Zealand? Well, I know a lot of New Zealanders who'd be in favour of that. Moving on from that, and it was finally the audience's chance to ask questions. And thank you to Corey for two very thought-provoking questions from our audience. Hmm, thought-provoking. I wonder what Corey's thought-provoking question was. Prime Minister, I'd like to ask you a question. What do you think of Clyde Palmer and and his questions today? What, sorry? And his comments today. So what does Clyde Palmer... How important is Clyde Palmer to your campaign? Yes, that question really is thought-provoking. It made me ask some big questions, like where the hell did Channel 7 find these people? Were they paid to be there? And who wrote down the questions for them? Anyways, in the post-debate wash-up, moderator Mark Riley had this to say about Bill Shorten's performance. Bill Shorten handled it with a kind of a deafness. Yes, a deafness. And here's some of Shorten's trademark deafness with language. People aren't putting solar rooftop on their, ha- on their roofs. So have all the other pensioners. So does everyone else who works tax. For hip surgery and, arth- arthros- uh, and uh, cataracts. He's now spending all that money bombarding you with these crazy posters and the you know, whatever Australia and, uh, you know, and the digital wallpaper he's sending you. Yes, Shorten there mentioning digital wallpaper and I guess highlighting the upcoming advancements of Windows 95. 
Anyways, Shorten continued showing that deafness as he rebuttaled ScoMo with some well-thought-out counter-arguments. Bill Shorten, his team, they tried to get Clive Palmer's preferences. Rubbish. I think the only thing... Well, I'm sorry, Rubbish. Bill, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. everyone about nah, the impact nah, on pensioners and his policy. Let's not do that. Wow. And this is going to have... He says, wow. Including well, well, those well, with again, Naughty. With- and if Naughty wasn't enough, Bill Shorten tried out a catchy new nickname for the Prime Minister. But can well, I just... 50,000, by the way. You had a good crack, Digger. You had a good crack. I'm not you know talking about who won the fifth of Flemington Digger. <laughs> Digger, not quite up there with electricity Bill Shorten or Crooked Hillary as a well-thought-out political nickname, but, you know, nice try. Anyways, back to the shambolic mess that was the Channel 7 production. And throughout the debate, they kept reminding us they were short on time. When the debate begins, I'll ask the leaders to be mindful of the time. A timer will appear when their final 30 seconds is counting down. We are, of course, strongly watching the clock tonight. It must now finish on time. And so, of course, you can probably predict what happened at the end. We've actually got a little bit of time up our sleeve. Yes, the Channel 7 producers mistimed everything so badly that in the end, the host had to kill time and pad for almost 90 seconds. Yes, indeed. So thank you to Scott Morrison, our Prime Minister and to Labor leader, Bill Shorten. We thank you. Thanks also... Now, for our viewers here in Perth, 7 News will be next. We'll be heading to 7 News very soon. Later tonight, the latest. We'll have a debrief with our audience and more details. Will Scott Morrison remain Prime Minister? Thank you and good evening. Yes, long I know, but that final piece to camera actually gave me the opportunity to finally see Avengers Endgame at the cinema. Twice. Anyways, to the winner, and it was... Bill Shorten has been voted the winner of the first leadership debate. Well, most commentators and the studio audience scored last night's first leaders' debate as a narrow win for Bill Shorten. 25 of them marked it to Bill Shorten, 12 of them marked it to Scott Morrison. Yes, the studio audience gave the debate to Bill Shorten, and didn't he leave an impression on this particular audience member? I thought that John... uh... Bill Shorten was very confident. Yeah, so good luck to Labor leader John Shorten in the upcoming election. Anyways, at the end of the day, Mark Riley summed up the mood in the audience like this. I think a lot of them, to be frank, remain disillusioned with politics generally and and the leaders themselves. Yes, and again, the fact that this debate was shown without much promotion on a digital multi-channel and was thrashed in the ratings by grown adults doing Lego proves that the overall mood in the electorate this election is... You know, whatever Australia... Okay, that's News Fighters for today, everyone. Thanks for listening. Tune in. We're going to be back throughout the election campaign with more wacky clips. Subscribe on your favourite podcasting apps. Write us a review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, at News Fighters Pod. I'm Dylan Bain. Keep fighting and bye for now. This is News Fighters. Where we fight the news so you don't have to. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.